everything from family dinners to staying in touch with loved ones, all these things are just as important, if not more important, than your macronutrient ratios or your workouts. Welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast with Tom Underwood. Armed with truth and knowledge, your journey to a healthy lifestyle can be obtained. Preventative wellness, quality nourishment, and daily fitness routines dramatically improve your outlook on life as a whole. And you'll find the support and info you need to accomplish a healthier lifestyle here. Together, we can empower each other along our journey to an amazing you. On today's episode of the Rebel Health Coach Podcast, I have Mr. Ben Greenfield. Ben Greenfield is the author of the New York Times bestseller, Beyond Training, and the Christian Gratitude Journal. Ben Greenfield's balanced approach to fitness, nutrition, and health comes from his extensive experience in the fitness and wellness industry as one of the country's leading personal trainers and wellness consultants. In 2008, Ben was nominated by the NSCA as America's top personal trainer. And in 2013 and 2014, Ben was voted as one of the top 100 most influential individuals in health and fitness. Ben is also the host of the Ben Greenfield Fitness Podcast, which I will put the link in the show notes. I suggest you listen to it. It is amazing. It is one of the top listened to fitness, nutrition, and wellness podcasts in the industry. I had the pleasure of listening to Mr. Greenfield here at a HFC conference in May, and I kind of cyber-stalked or fanboyed you in the hallway, which I'll apologize for, but I'm glad you came, agreed to come on my show. Well, remind me, what, what was the HFT conference? It was at the Marriott with Dr. Pompa and Dr. Mark. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the HFC conference. I know which one you're talking about. That was in Atlanta, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I remember that. Awesome. And that's what I'd like to cover today, if it's okay with you, your five invisible variables that will make or break your mind, mind, body, and spirit. Sure. Because as a functional medicine practitioner, I find that we often overlook these five variables and we always function on food and chemicals that we put in our body and we don't look at these issues that we're going to cover today. So I think it's important that people also, especially with cellular cell phones is part of one of the five that we often overlook those. And a lot of people, including females, have a tendency to stick those in their bra while they're walking around. I've got one in my bra right now. (laughs) How's that working for you? Pretty good. Pretty good? Pretty good. I feel very well supported. And I also, I'm I'm ready to, to, to talk or to Facebook with anyone at the drop of a hat as soon as my right boob vibrates uh, because that's where I received my push notifications in that, that particular area of memory tissue. Yeah, that, that was what I, what I talked about a bit there. You know, there's this idea of these invisible variables, right? So we tend to do a pretty good job in our health circles prioritizing nutrition 
and movement, right? Like, well, you and I are talking right now. I am walking on my treadmill and a lot of people will have exercise today or plan to exercise maybe later on in the day. And they tend to do a decent job at prioritizing that and also maybe eating healthy, right? Like, you know, it's, it's pretty simple because that's just blasted at us in all these magazines and literature and podcasts and books and health culture, everything you pretty much need to know when it comes to exercise slash movement slash workouts. And when it comes to nutrition and food and supplements, but I tend to see people not prioritizing quite as much a lot of these other variables that are, in my opinion, just as important when it comes to longevity and when it comes to absence of chronic disease. You know, and, and uh, you know, like I mentioned, you know, one of them is air, right? Like I'm very cognizant of the quality of the air that I'm breathing because I know how much of an effect on full body tissue, blood, liver, other organs that the air that you breathe has uh, specifically on cellular function of those organs and also the importance of air when it comes to everything from positive elements in the air that can benefit you, like let's say negative ions that can assist with proper electrochemical gradient of the cell membrane that you might get from water when you're walking along the beach or forests when you're on a hike to uh, negative variables like mold or fungi or airborne toxins and pollutants that when in excess may cause uh, some issues, some some health issues. You know, we, we all probably know quite a bit now about some of the issues with, with chronic mold exposure, for example. And so because of that, when it comes to air, I filter my air, right? So I, so I use HEPA air filters. I have central home air filters set up. I use what are called negative ion generators. Uh, you can buy a HEPA air filter with a negative ion generator in it or plug a negative ion generator into the wall. Uh, I diffuse really good, clean essential oils into most of the rooms uh, in my home. I also clean my home with antibacterial or antiviral compounds like well, oil of oregano is one that I use quite a bit. Uh, Thieves essential oil blend, which is like clove and oregano and some other things kind of kind of mixed into oil form is another blend that I'll use. Uh, and then I also do quite a bit of breath work, right? nasal breathing, deep nasal breathing. The nasal passages naturally warm and humidify and, and filter the air that you're breathing. I do a lot of work with like breath holds, restricted breath training, box breathing, four, seven, eight breathing, all sorts of breath work patterns, even like fire breathing before workouts that uh, take advantage of the profound effect that the way that move, air moves in your body has on overall physical function. So just constantly understanding the idea that that air equals breath equals life equals prana, you know, it's a very important element of many of these Eastern medical practices as well. And the cleanliness of the air, the healing components in the air, and the way that you move air into your body are all very important things that many people uh, don't don't think enough about. So, so that'll be one would be air. One question I have for you about air is what what's your favorite go-to diffuser when you're in your office, say in your office? 
Like what what kind of uh, essential oil diffuser yeah. do I use? Yeah. I mean, what are you using as an oil? What scent do you put in your office? Yeah, in my office, I use uh, uplifting oils. Two that I use quite a bit, three that I use quite a bit actually are pine, peppermint, and cinnamon, and to a lesser extent, uh, but but increasingly more, rosemary because of the cognitive boosting effects that peppermint, pine, cinnamon, and rosemary can have. And then in the bedroom, I typically do lavender or rose or chamomile or bergamot because all of those are more relaxing blends. So those are some of my go-tos. And then when I'm in my sauna, I use more of a, uh, more of like a psychedelic or more of like a, uh, like a, a very, uh, kind of like more of a spiritually uplifting blend. I like frankincense as one of those. Uh, interestingly enough, nutmeg is another one that, that I like to use, for example, in the sauna, if I'm meditating or kind of like sitting and reading in there. So, so we've got air. And then of course, water is, you know, we, we tend to think a lot about our supplements and our food and our protein, carb, fat ratios and micronutrients, but Water is incredibly, incredibly important, specifically when we look at water in nature in the same way that we find air in nature has a lot of negative ions in it. Water, when we find it running over springs on rocks and in waves crashing into the beach and uh, rain, we tend to see that it holds a certain amount of electrical potential. And Dr. Gerald Pollack up at University of Washington has done some fantastic research on the fact that you know, the way that water moves through plants, for example, it's based on what's called an exclusion zone, an area of a positive charge towards the interior of the water and a negative charge towards the exterior that allows water to move through through membranes and through vessels more efficiently. And when water sits in cisterns or in filters or just sits stagnant in your refrigerator or in plastic water bottles for long periods of time, it loses a lot of that natural electrical charge and becomes less hydrating. The problem is that if you don't filter your water, even if you, like me, maybe get your water from a, from a well, it still can have a host of issues. Like I get good, clean well water, but it's still got really high levels of bacterial-based iron and manganese that I need to filter out so I don't have those accumulating in my body. Uh, or municipal water supplies, most people know, are notoriously high in chlorine or fluoride or birth control pills or any host of other chemicals. And so filtration can be a necessity, but the problem is once you filter, you do remove a lot of that that naturally beneficial electrical charge from the water. So the idea is, yeah, filter your water. And in most cases, I recommend a really good filtration system, like a reverse osmosis is kind of the gold standard. Uh, But then once you filter it, you got to do two things. A, you have to add minerals back to it so that you aren't drinking mineral deficient water. And you would do that via the use of remineralization. Like you buy a reverse osmosis filter that has a built-in remineralizer on it, or you use trace liquid mineral drops or sea salt, for example, in the water after it's been filtered. And then B, you structure the water. And you can purchase very affordable structured water filters you know, I have a few rec- If you go to bengreenfieldfitness.com, I've got some articles about home detoxification and about water. And what I do is just a very simple structured water filter where the water kind of passes through a series of glass beads that it, that it vortexes through and that returns a lot of that natural electrical potential to the water. So cleaning your water and filtering is good. But then you also need to restructure it and kind of like re-energize it so that it's actually adequately hydrating 
to the to the human body, uh, especially from an electrical standpoint. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. So water would be number two. Another one would be electricity, right? And and we've all, or at least many of us, have seen the studies where you'll put a Wi-Fi router next to a plant and you know, that plant will kind of like die and shrivel in a plant that's very similar and not placed next to the Wi-Fi router will grow and flourish. And that's because electricity has a profound effect on the human body. Native, natural electricity, you know, natural, what are called electromagnetic fields, geomagnetic fields we get when walking outdoors or sleeping on the ground when camping or touching trees or climbing on rocks. Those are all very beneficial to the body. And we can even get grounding mats and earthing mats and earthing pads. And there are even devices called pulsed electromagnetic field devices that simulate a lot of these natural frequencies that you actually do want to go out of your way to expose your body to. You know, go outside, walk barefoot, climb trees, climb on rocks, use earthing or grounding pads, you know, things like that. But then at the same time, you'd want to avoid what would be called non-native EMF, meaning, you know, my computer right now doesn't have the Wi-Fi router turned on. I'm, I'm hardwired via an Ethernet cable into, into the wall. And I do that when I have the option to not use Wi-Fi. I just don't. My phone's in airplane mode. My home has no Bluetooth-based appliances in it. I don't even wear any of these fancy like Fitbits or Jawbones because I don't want my body to be constantly exposed to Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and non-native EMF. A lot of these things are convenient. You know, having the whatever the Amazon button in your refrigerator is convenient. But in my opinion, the cons outweigh the pros because, again, your body is a human battery. And when you look at a Wi-Fi router, for example, that can cause uh, a disruption in what are called the calcium channels or the, the voltage-gated calcium channels in your cell membranes and allow for a huge influx in calcium, which limits cellular metabolism and causes a net state of acidity within a cell. You know, when you look at uh, you know, constant Bluetooth exposure that can damage some of the red blood cell, uh, some of the DNA in the cells. And so constant exposure to these non-native EMFs, it's an issue. There's a really good new book about this called the Non-Tinfoil Hat Guide to EMFs, something like that. But it's a, it's a really good new book, you know, and I, I just recently did a really kind of comprehensive episode with another guy who I think was at that conference, Dr. Joseph Mercola, right. where we also talked quite a bit about EMFs, but understanding that you just can't walk through life completely bulletproof to a lot of these non-native forms of EMF that we're constantly bombarded with, mm-hmm. and also understanding that you must expose yourself to to natural EMF by freaking you know, going outside and I mean, going outside occasionally, you know, having it not be in your shoes and you know, laying down on the ground and, and doing these things that expose you to natural geomagnetic fields. So in addition to air and in addition to water, electricity is definitely another, another important variable. To sign up for my monthly newsletter, text RHCP, that's Rebel Health Coach Podcast or Red Hot Chili Peppers, to 22828. Again, that's RHCP to 22828. Thank you and have an awesome day. What are some of the things we can do to, to biohack like, like my screen on the computer that I'm sitting in front of every day? Well, that would be more related to light. And that would be 
And the fourth variable I talk about, you know, the, the constant flicker on the computer screens, that's, that can be damaging to the retina. And uh, constant exposure to uh, what would be called non-biological LED, lots of fluorescence, lots of blue light in the absence of other forms of light, such as infrared and UVA and UVB, as we'd get from the sun. And uh, basically, you know, living our lives surrounded by the type of fluorescent lighting one would find in malls and airports is actually not only non-beneficial for the eyes, but it's actually been shown in some studies to be a potential carcinogen. Uh, and in addition to that, uh, we tend to see things like brain fog and headaches and all sorts of issues because even if you can't see the flicker on the screen, there is a flicker, right? Even if you can't detect the thousands of times per minute that a dimmer on a light switch in a bedroom is producing in that particular outlet, it still exists. And it's kind of like the Wi-Fi route. You can't see the waves kind of causing brain fog by 2 p.m. in the afternoon after you've been working on your computer for a few hours, but they certainly do exist. So because of that, you know, I recommend for computer screens, for example, there's a really good program called Iris that will automatically reduce flicker and reduce the amount of blue light and automatically dim the screen, you know, once it once the sun sets in whichever area of the world that you happen to be on, if you have location services turned on on your on your Mac, you know, using the night mode on like an iOS. And even in your home, installing biological LED instead of fluorescent lighting. Like there's a really good company called Lighting Science that makes these biological LED bulbs that, you know, for example, I've got the, the awake and alert bulbs made by lighting science here in my office. And I have like their sleepy time, nighttime bulbs that have lower amounts of blue light and absence of flicker up in the bedroom. And so being really aware of light on the screen, you know, and to answer your question again, right. the program is called Iris, uh, Iris. over my web. I, I interviewed the software engineer that made that and we took a deep dive into all the different functions that it has. But uh, that, that would be... That would be the next thing, in addition to air and water and electricity, would be not only biologically appropriate light, but getting exposure to really good amounts of sunlight, especially in the morning, to optimize your circadian rhythm. If you have sleep issues, sometimes it's not what you're doing at night, it's what you're doing in the morning. Sometimes people are really good at not looking at their screens at night. Some people could do a better job at that or, you know... Uh, you know, keeping the bedroom dark and sleeping in silence and sleeping in a cold room, like those are all good, but you have to pair that with copious amounts of really good natural light in the mornings. And if you can't do that, you can even, you know, as you mentioned, biohack this by using blue light producing devices. Like, you know, there's one that I use called the human charger, which shoots calibrated white light into your ears to simulate sunlight in the ears and hit the photoreceptors on the surface of the brain. Or there's another one called the retimer, which is like a bluish green light producing set of glasses that jumpstart the circadian rhythm uh, via your eyes. And so, yeah, awareness of light and it's important would be, would be the next one. So we've got air, we've got water, we've got electricity, and we've got light. And you know, like you mentioned, there was a fifth thing that I discussed at that particular event. And that was something that, again, is kind of like an invisible variable. But when we look at these blue zones, these areas where there are, uh, you know, a normally high number of long-lived people of centenarians, you know, Okinawa, Japan, and Loma Linda, California, and <laughs> Sardinia, Greece, and, you know, all these areas of the world where we tend to see these long-lived people, 
we don't see that they're doing a CrossFit wad every morning or that they are, you know, taking creatine and drinking a creatine shake before lunch each day or going even like, you know, on a, on a lunchtime run or, or any of these things, you know, yeah, we see, we see a high intake of plants. We see absence of smoking. We see a decent amount of physical movement or low level physical activity kind of spread throughout the day. And we see, you know, sometimes tannin consumption via wines or teas, you know, high amount of like herb and spice intake. But one of the things that's consistent across most of these populations is the presence of a a high value placed on love and relationships and societal interactions. And again, invisible variable that affects health and longevity, but extremely important in addition to air, light, water, and electricity is this idea that you need to surround yourself with people who you can love and can laugh with. You need to ensure that you don't go to bed on your anger or with hatred or bitterness or anger in your heart, but that you set things right with the people in your life and you live life in a spirit of forgiveness and love. You start your day with gratitude and you end your day with, with prayer and thankfulness. And basically, you know, everything from, from family dinners to staying in touch with loved ones to having friends who you laugh with each week to having something you do each week that's like a group type of thing. You know, for me, it's like men's tennis league and snowboarding with my kids on the weekend and having somebody over for dinner on Sunday nights. All these things are just as important, if not more important, than your macronutrient ratios or your workouts or, you know, or your HEPA air filters and, you know, blocked Wi-Fi routers. So, so that'd be number five would just be having, having a good amount of love in your life. And there's, you mentioned the love tuner. I kind of like that idea that it's a little thing you wear around your neck and blow into. Yeah. I mean, like, that's kind of like a, you know, it's, it's not gimmicky, but it, but it certainly, it helps. If anything, it's like a little way to, to stay mindful of the importance of love. And it, you blow into it, it creates a frequency of about 528 hertz. And 528 hertz is the frequency responsible for activating in Eastern medicine, the heart chakra, the fourth chakra. And that is associated with opening the heart and with overwhelming feelings of positivity related to love. So yeah, even like, you know, music and certain frequencies of music can assist with that, that feeling of, of love. Absolutely. Okay. Another one thing, when we talked about the phones, I did have a, what can we do is for like, I use a case, just a, I don't know what they're called, the gator box or whatever the heck it's called. The otter box, auto otter box to protect my phone. What's a, in order to, Keep the phone from emitting EMF. What's a good phone case to use to keep that from happening? Well, ideally, you know, you go to Amazon and you get a Faraday shield and you you put your phone inside of a Faraday shield case. But the only unfortunate part about that is it makes it very impractical for use. It can block incoming calls, you know. So if you kind of want to, like a like a halfway decent compromise approach that's going to block some of the EMF. Uh, there's a company called Defender Shield. Okay, and I interviewed them about their technology on my website, but they do like a laptop 
uh, pad. They do like a phone case, but that's what I use is this one from Defender Shield. Okay. But my phone's in air mode most of the time anyways. Okay. What about like, I use a headset to talk on, but I know you use an air tube. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Same thing. Uh, sound can travel in tubes of air or rather than wires, and you can get just as high quality of a sound using that method. And so, yeah, I use I use a type of headset called an air tube headset okay. when I speak on the phone, and I don't use a Bluetooth headset, nor, of course, do I, do I hold the phone up to my ear. So, yeah, that, that's a good strategy for when you are talking on your phone. That or just have it on speakerphone, you know, a few feet away. From- I know Dr. Joseph Marcola uses a selfie stick and keeps it out in front of him. Yeah, yeah, he, he goes to extremes, that's for sure. <laughs> but probably, probably more pros and cons. From doing right, exactly. You were talking about photobiomodulation. Uh, Is that where you're talking about where the thing you stick in your ears for light? Or what is photobiomodulation? Photobiomodulation is based on the concept that when you expose the mitochondria to specific wavelengths of light, you can induce increased activity of cytochrome C oxidase, which is uh, part of the structure in the cell responsible for passing electrons through the cell for the ultimate production of ATP. So you can increase metabolic activity in cellular tissue or in cell-rich tissue by exposing it to specific light frequencies. For example, they found that you know 600 to 800 nanometers of a wavelength of light can increase like uh, the the activity of of cells in the testes responsible for testosterone and sperm production. Or they've shown that exposure to specific wavelengths of light in neural tissue can enhance production of nitric oxide and metabolic activity in neural tissue for control of things like Alzheimer's and dementia. And so photobiomodulation, two examples of that would be like I have a light in my office called the Juve light that I'll use for like full body infrared and near infrared therapy, but that also induces that cytochrome C oxidase effect. Or for example, that thing you mentioned putting into your nose, the uh, that one's called a Vilite, V-I-E light. And that one would be something you would use for like neural tissue therapy uh, via the use of light. So yeah, light can be used for both uh, both harm and for good. Okay. And you mentioned also about daylighting, which we kind of talked about, about you put different lights in, in your office and different lights in your bedroom. And the, the gratitude journal goes in, in conjunction with the love for and gratitude for everything you give every day. You know, and I, I'm grateful that you joined me today. Well, I'm grateful that you had me on, man. I, I appreciate it. And, and hopefully this gives people a few things to, to start with. And if they have more questions or they need more resources, most of the things I talked about, if you do a search for those over at bengreenfieldfitness.com, you'll find more resources and like deeper articles, you know, deeper dives into a lot of that content. So in the meantime, man, I'm, I'm honored you had me on. Thanks for, thanks for interviewing me about this stuff. I'm glad you took I know I'm not a, a big fish. I'm a small fish in this large pond, but I appreciate your time. And uh, one question I have for you before we go, and I ask this of all my guests, and I don't remember what Dr. Pompa's answer was, but if you have some time to kill, which I know you're a very busy man, but I also know that you take some time to relax and enjoy your children and and your wife. And uh, what album or artist would you listen to if you had an hour to kill? Johnny Cash. Nice. Which one? 
Any of them? Which album? Yeah. I don't know. The no, names of those albums, the songs, you know, <laughs> Ray of Fire and, and Hurt and Wholesome Prison. Yeah, I just, I like his stuff. Good, easy listening. Old school country, baby. Old school country. All right. Thank you for so much for taking the time, Ben. I appreciate you. Awesome. Thanks for having me on, man. Have an amazing day. Thank you for joining in today with the Rebel Health Coach, Tom Underwood. And be sure to subscribe to the show so you can catch all the episodes. With desire and commitment, you can implement a lifestyle of wellness and fitness. For the support, encouragement, and tools you need to be successful, visit TomUnderwood.net.